What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Story Worth Sharing podcast. I am one of the hosts, Chris Shepard, and I am joined today by the exuberant Amy Rodriguez. I'm just not laughing. I just, I think, I mean, words of affirmation are great, but I just, not always for me. But I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone you, loves it. You doing well today? I'm doing good. I have been dreaming a lot of places I want to travel. Okay. I just feel like, you know, summer's upon us soon, and yes. I've been just thinking about yes. it. Yes. But I also found this really cool page that was showing me a lot of places that you could stay that are very unique. And okay. so I wanted to share three with you okay. and see which one you would pick because mm. I'm curious. Yeah, for sure. Now, is this like the quiz we did the other day no. like to figure out which <laughs> Disney princess you are? No, but I definitely want to do that with you sometimes too. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, okay. So the first one, you can sleep in an ice cave. Mm, I've heard a, of this. Yeah, the yeah. ice hotel in Sweden. Yeah. They rebuild it every winter from snow and ice. So I'm curious about that, what that looks like. Interesting. Um, but everything, including the beds and chairs, are made out of ice. But you do get like a thermal sleeping bag and a reindeer hide throw. I would hope so. You. Yeah, I would hope um, so. But every room is unique because it's designed by a different artist. So that's ah, cool. So you would cool. get your very own unique room. Nice. So that's one. Um, and then they're sleeping in an underwater bedroom. Have you oh, seen those? I have not seen that. I think those that. are so cool. So there's one that's in Tanzania, and it's like your own private island. It's okay. literally like this square. And you can either like sunbathe on the top yeah, and like stargaze, whatever. But then the bedroom is below, and it's like 13 feet below sea level. Okay. So I think that's pretty cool. So you're just basically in a box that's surrounded by water. A human aquarium. Yes, 100%. Okay. But there's a fancier <laughs> one that if I ever could afford it one day, maybe, I don't know, is in the Maldives. But it's a lot fancier. But it's the one that you see that has like the dome kind of like at an aquarium basically yes. be over you. Yeah. I think that's cool. But this one is really fancy. It's two levels. Um, and it's 16 feet below sea level Ooh. with a master suite, bathroom, and lounge. Okay. It also has a gym, a butler's quarters. <laughs> I don't know if you have to bring your own butler. Maybe. <laughs> um, security quarters. I don't know if you also bring your own. And a second living room, kitchen, bar, and deck. A little, a little more high that's, end, yeah, but that's... also sounds super cool. And then the last one is staying in an environmentally friendly hotel. Okay. Um, I can't pronounce this name, so I'm not going to try, but it's a hotel in the Egyptian desert. Nice. No electricity, just candles, hurricane lamps, and stars, it says. And all the food <laughs> is locally sourced. And the whole thing is built out of local materials like palms, clay, dried salt, and straw. It looks really cool, but it looks like a scene you would see in like a biblical movie. Like it yeah. very much looks like that yeah. landscape 100%, which is super cool. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm very hot natured. So yeah. the ice castle thing sounds cool, literally. Um, <laughs> good one. Good one. But I also feel like a lot of people have done that. And so it's like, eh, cool. You went into a roommate of ice. Like that, people like, actually live that life. Yeah. 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 Um, I've been to Egypt and. It's very hot. And, I would yeah. I, I would not want to be in the middle of the desert with no electricity. That, That's a good point. Even if it has stars. <laughs> it sounds, <laughs> I know. That's how they tried to sell it. Yeah, it sounds uh, miserable. And so I would definitely go with the underwater. Although, I got to admit, I'm not claustrophobic at all. Yeah. But the idea of just like being surrounded by the ocean, is yeah. a, a, that's a lot. I've looked. There is a lot of different options where it's not as... Like you're in an aquarium, feel like there's so much just like a window. Okay. So maybe those are better options, but I kind of like the full like dome yeah. look thing. I Which I mean, cool. it's cool. Like you look out and there's just, oh, there's like a fish swimming by. <laughs> <Fish. Cool. laughs> just, I was going to say shark and I'm like, no one wants to go I and think that'd be, be cool. surrounded by not sharks. Not a lot, but like not, one would be fine. Yeah, a shark. <laughs> Do they travel yeah. in one? Probably not, <laughs> yeah. but awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, which one would you choose, Emmy? 
I would pick the water one for sure. Yeah. Okay. I think that's super cool. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty it's pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. You know what else is pretty cool? What? Today's guest. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty cool. Um, Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing lovely, thank you. Lovely. Ooh, that's good. So yeah. nice. That's a great great way to say <laughs> say hello. Yeah, so we have Justin Gilbert on the podcast today as we are um, bringing on staff members from here at Brazos Fellowship for season two of the podcast. So, Justin, why don't you just give a little introduction of yourself, let people know kind of who you are, what you do. Yeah, sure. Thank you all again for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, My name is Justin, and I'm a worship coordinator here at Brazos Fellowship. And I've been doing this job at the church for about a year now, um, but been working here for about two or three years. Awesome. So, Mm -hmm. okay, you're a worship coordinator. You've been doing that for about a year. Mm -hmm. What did you do before that here at the church? Yeah, so I led worship here for about four years now and then started working here as like an LDP and um, just part-time doing tech um, and video work. Yeah. Um, That's kind of what I started off doing. And you, it's so bizarre to me because mm-hmm. you are so insanely talented musically. Mm-hmm. And I think that people, especially at Rez's Fellowship, like that's how they know you. You're like, you know, you're sure. on stage, whatever. Sure. But you like have a mind for IT. And so you did a, that's your degree, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's so right. your degree was in IT. And so you help out with like all kinds of networking and it's like, I literally have walked in. I remember early on when you started here, I walked mm-hmm. in and you and Ryan Sheridan, who also has been on the podcast, sure. were talking about, I don't even know what language you were talking <laughs> about, like a, a scripting language or programming right. language or whatever. And I, I I would consider myself fairly smart, fairly knowledgeable, sure. fairly tech savvy. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, I am the dumbest person in the room right now. No, no, no. You'd be surprised. I, I know most of what I know just from Googling. And um, I love that. I'm very <laughs> much. <laughs> it's I, I very much got a degree in that because that was like the the only thing that I felt like I was semi good at and they didn't have a worship degree at A&M. <laughs> so I just kind of panicked and I'm like, let's do this. And, uh, that was my in at the church, but there now I'm go. doing something I'm much more uh, comfortable <laughs> doing and feel naturally better at. You know, it's so crazy that God, like you had no idea, mm-hmm. but literally you're like, okay, this is something that I, I can get and that I, I do, sure. even though it maybe isn't my passion. And then God used that to actually, open the door for you to come on staff at a church, which then led to the exact thing that you would say, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. Absolutely. A lot of trust in God in that. Cause, um, I just wanted to be here and work at the church, like yeah. be around y'all every day. Mm-hmm. That's I thank God every day that I get to come to work here with people like y'all. Um, so I was like, God, I just want to help out in any way I can. And he started opening doors. That's so, amazing. Okay. Sure. What are some of the other moments, you know, one of those moments would just be deciding to be an IT major, but what are, what are some of those moments as you look back um, just in your story that you're like, man, God used this in ways that maybe even at the time I didn't realize he was going to, but mm-hmm. that have been kind of those impactful moments for you? Sure. Um, I, I've always done music, um, but in high school... Um, just kind of getting asked to lead worship in various environments. I remember whenever I was a senior in high school, I got asked to go lead worship at a, at our Wednesday night youth services and just kind of got thrown into that. And I remember there was like a full team there. There was like three or four other musicians. But once I got there, they quickly kind of disbanded and I was the only one left. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, no. what the heck? And I had no idea what I was doing, but God just kind of threw me right into that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll figure out how to do this and, and learn 
And that was really a pivotal moment for me. And I realized, hey, I love leading worship. I'd love to keep doing this yeah. for the rest of my life. But that was one very pivotal moment for me, I'd say. What got you to a and I, I remember I, I was just looking for different schools. And my dad really loved A&M. Neither of my parents went to college. But um, we toured OU. We toured A&M. And it just felt right here. Um, and all my I had a really, really close friend group of best friends in high school and they all went to different colleges across the across the country but A&M just felt really right and it felt like a great place to live and um, a lot of great people here so really nothing intentionally brought me here it's just kind of where I ended up and I it was definitely the right place yeah for sure I want to go back a little bit Mm -hmm. um, and just talk a little bit about your kind of faith story yeah Um, I have been able to hear a little bit of it and see a little bit of it, which has been really, really cool. But, yeah. um, man, talk just a little bit about that journey for you. And, you know, you mentioned in high school, like leading worship is, is that kind of when that started for you? Not necessarily music, but mm-hmm. really your kind of faith story in relationship with God. Was it something that you grew up and that was a big part of your life? Like when did that become real for you? What did that look like for you? Yeah, I, I grew up in the church. Um, my dad's brother was a pastor, so okay. we went to his church for a lot of my upbringing and went to church really throughout my whole upbringing. But it was really in like middle school where I was in a lot of sports. I played baseball um, and my sister was a gymnast and um, we were just really heavily involved in sports and, and we really stopped going to church for a long period of time. And my dad runs a business, a catering company out in DFW. So life just got really busy for like a stretch of what felt like three or four years. And I kind of looked up and realized we haven't been to church in a long time. (laughs) My dad was really good about like on Sundays, we would read the Bible from home and we would have discussions, but that was happening less and less as tournaments happened and gym meets happened and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So just like this stretch of three to four years, I'm like, we have not gone to church in a while. I've not talked to God in a while. And I kind of found myself, I guess I must have been 14 at the time like heavily convicted for the first time in my life. It was the first time I had felt God really speaking to me like daily, like just this huge conviction in my heart uh, that I just haven't been spending any time with him and have been so wrapped up in all these other areas of my life. And I remember I dealt with that for what felt like eight, eight months to a year, just this heavy conviction and hmm. had trouble sleeping, had trouble eating and just did not talk to anyone about it. Cause that's my personality. It's just bottle it up, whatever. <laughs> but I remember one night I just couldn't take it anymore and went and talked to my my parents about it and like that was just such a pivotal moment for me and for my parents cuz they realized like we have not been going to church enough had not been spending this time with the Lord and I guess that was a moment where it clicked for me and I'm like God is so clearly speaking to me I need to make this a more intentional part of my life and you know from there like that true conviction that I had never felt before was just such a pivotal moment That's crazy. That's awesome. And I love mm-hmm. that at you said 14, right? Yeah that at 14 you have this this strong conviction and recognition mm-hmm. of man there there's something missing but not only do i know something's missing i know what's mm-hmm. missing yeah it was so crazy man it was it, so clearly it was god speaking to me cuz like for that period of my life where i was feeling that conviction i couldn't eat i had trouble sleeping i would be like playing baseball and sitting in the field just like that's all i could think about was just wow. that conviction on my heart all the time um and the moment where I finally like let it all out and spoke out to God and spoke to my parents, like this wave of relief that I felt like just the most amazing feeling in my life where it was like, that's exactly what he was saying to me is just come home. And so then it's all been like smooth sailing and rainbows and puppies. And <laughs> Absolutely. <stuff>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's it, definitely coming to A&M. There's, there's some struggles and, um, just some growing pains and whatnot, but, um, 
just that same conviction. It's always been that same yeah. conviction that I felt. Anytime I had strayed too far, that same feeling in my heart. And since that time when I was 14, I know exactly what it is when it's put oh, in my heart. So awesome. It's crazy. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. I think in the same way that you don't like, you don't realize the moments when they're happening until later and you can look back. I think the same is true with people. Mm-hmm. And so who would you say are some of those people that God's used to walk with you um, in your faith journey, like from then and even who still walks with you now? Yeah. I, I was so blessed in high school. Um, from freshman year, I found these two guys that are still to this day my two best friends, and I spoke on it earlier. They all went off to different areas when we went to college, but we've stayed so close. They're going to be my best men at my wedding. That's, that's coming awesome. Out. I love that. Yeah, um, just the two best guys you could have asked for through high school because they they were very strong believers. We went to church together. They they kept me honest and kept me true to myself and. They've just been such a pivotal role to my life walking through. And they're the guys you call at 3 a.m. when you're struggling with something. That's amazing. Need someone to talk to. Man, everybody needs those 3 Mm a.m. friends. Absolutely. What would you say have been some things? Because, man, going to... Going to different schools mm-hmm. and being able to maintain that type of yeah. relationship is not so easy. so hard. Yeah. takes absolute intentionality. What are some things that you would say y'all have done that are like, man, this has been a reason why we've been able to keep this strong? Yeah. I mean, the we didn't let the distance kind of change that relationship we have between each other. So just consistently calling each other, checking in with each other, um, keeping that honest relationship, not just like, hey, how are you doing? But calling in and saying mm-hmm. like, What's going on in your life? How can I be praying for you? That's been a big one is just trying to constantly be praying for each other and looking yeah. out for each other because they've all gone through their own individual struggles. Being uh, one of my best friends is in Oklahoma and the other one's over in Austin. But just consistently reaching out to each other and praying for each other and making that time each week to set aside to keep those relationships yeah. providential. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious, and this is a sure. little bit you know, of a detour, but I'm curious because I like I... Mm-hmm. I know in my own experience, but I'm curious what your take is. Mm-hmm. Having that close of a relationship with a couple of guys mm-hmm. that are not where you are, do you feel like in some ways it hindered you from being able to make those types of relationships locally, or do you think it inspired you? I need those locally as well as these guys that I have at a distance. Sure. Uh, that's a great question. I feel like it's all mindset there because it definitely hindered it at first. When when I first got to A&M, there was a couple years where I just was not even attempting to. I just yeah. would travel all the time to get back to them and mm-hmm. meet up with them and whatnot. So it's definitely important to have that mindset of it's great to have those relationships and maintain those re- relationships, but you need close community here. And it wasn't something that clicked for me as a need until a couple years, but you're so right. Like uh, if you don't have those relationships, but also have a close community where you're actually at, that can be close proximity to you and be there for you. Um, yeah. You have to be intentional yeah. about that. Yeah. So you mentioned that lesson, learning that, that sure. it took a little while for it to click. What are some other things just, you know, in your, in your story, in your journey, maybe throughout college or, even now, you know, you're engaged, soon to be married and working a full-time job. Sure. Like, what are some things that you would say, man, these are lessons that I hold dear to my heart. Like, the this shapes who I am and where I'm going. Yeah. Really piggybacking off of your, your last comment, um, I knew like two to three in, years into being here that I still had not found that community that I needed here. 
And I remember it took me going on a trip with one of my best friends to Colorado. We were working at a Young Life camp, um, Frontier Ranch. Yeah. So we went to Colorado. It was my first time there. I think I was a junior at the time, and I still had not. I had some good friends here, but not really a close community of believers, which I was so severely lacking in. And so I went with my friend John to Colorado, and he went with his Young Life friends. He had this great community there he had built at Oklahoma State. And I was there for like a week and a half and hanging out with all these guys. And I'm like, man, this is what I need bad mm-hmm. in College Station. So mm-hmm. I remember they were, they were the coolest guys, man. They, they were just praying with me. And I was telling them, hey, pr- please pray that when I get back to College Station, I'll be intentional about this. Because I had known for so long I needed that and was just not even trying. Yeah. I was being so lazy and just self-sulking and whatnot. So I was like, please pray for this. I really want this bad. And um, so prayed for that and got back to College Station. And I think... <laughs> It was crazy, man. God is amazing. It was two weeks later, my friend Maddie Sequoia, who leads worship mm-hmm. here, she texted me and she's like, hey, can you come watch me lead worship at Brazos Fellowship? And I was church hopping at the time trying to find a place to call home. And I'm like, absolutely, I'll go watch. And I think it was a month later that I was leading worship <laughs> at Brazos <laughs> Fellowship myself. And oh, man. Found that community right here. And yeah. here I am yeah. doing a podcast with y'all. Yeah, really, <laughs> really. <laughs> What, man, I love that so much because that's like two different instances where there's this really specific awareness of something that's going on and then God mm-hmm. like meets mm-hmm. you in that moment, right? This yeah. conviction when you're 14 and then, man, I need this community. I want to be intentional about it. And yeah. then all of a sudden God's just like, I'm going to meet you in that space when you decide to take a step yes. towards me. What are, are there any other lessons that stick out to you? You're like, man, this is something that I, I really have been learning. I mean, it just just like you just said, it God put puts those things on your heart. He put on my heart for the longest time that I needed to find that community and needed to find that place here in College Station. But it wasn't until I took that step and said, God, I'll, I'll put in the work that you're putting on my heart. Yeah. I'll, I'll be intentional about that, that he'll really make those things come to fruition. Yeah. So it, it really is, God will put a lot of good things on your heart that you need to work to and work for, but you have to take those steps. Yeah, you for, have to be the one to take those steps. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's also a really cool lesson that you... Mm-hmm you were bold enough to ask for that prayer from your friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people can just sit in that so long and just never say anything, but you, you were very intentional knowing like, I need this and you were willing to ask for prayer. Some people like, I know for me, it took a long time to be willing to be like, Hey, can you pray for me? Yeah. Well, like, that's can, hard. And it can even feel like embarrassing. Sure. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm a junior in college. Yeah. I should have this figured out. Or yeah. I had this really great yeah. thing in high school. How did I not translate that to college? You know, and that's a very specific situation to you, but I, I think that that's true for all of us when we have these, uh, moments where we recognize that there's something lacking or that yeah. something mm-hmm. should be different For or sure. better. In some ways we carry this like shame or embarrassment with it when we should be recognizing. And thankfully you did, man, it's so important. I want to rally the people around me yeah. to help me get to where I need to be rather than sitting. And you said it earlier, like yeah. self sulking and sure. whatever. And you have to be willing to, to fail at times. Yeah. Cause there is times that, I tried, and I, I I remember I joined Bucks for a while. Mm. Not really? Good. Yeah, I you no were a Bucks idea. boy. For, I did not know that. Well, <laughs> dude, I got <laughs> into pledging. I think I think I can't remember how long pledge went, but I was like one month from being initiated. I okay. went through the hard work. And yeah, it was no joke, man. Bucks was crazy. Yeah, they really put in work, but um. I got one month away from it. And I'm like, this is not working. Like I was going to get initiated, but I'm like, this isn't really my place. And wasn't anything that was going wrong or it just wasn't the place for me. Yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't a good fit, but just things like that. You have to be willing to go out and say, Hey, I tried this church. I tried this community. I tried this organization, whatever. And it wasn't a fit for me, but I'm going to keep trying yes. and then it will work eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was I was lucky enough to get to the LDB program with you. We mm-hmm. say those were the good days, the yeah. OGs. We were some of the <laughs> Y'all few. are the OGs. I know. Yeah. It's not a thing anymore, so we definitely are the OGs. <laughs> um, but from like knowing you from then, I've got to see you like grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. And even more really, really cool is just seeing you grow as a leader because you now lead yeah. you know, a lot of the worship department and like the people and the volunteers that come through that and which is so cool. And so I think, you know, you've had to learn a lot of things. Um, to help you grow the mm-hmm. disciplines you've had to implement. And so what are some of those things that you're doing to stay consistent in your community um, mm-hmm. and even in your personal faith? I've had to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, my personality type, I'm Enneagram 9. So yeah, <laughs> I'm a piece. I'm feeling very outnumbered <laughs> right now. <laughs> I don't want any confrontation. Yeah, okay, okay. Keep it down. That's true. That's true. So I'm safe right now because y'all are both peacemakers. So Yeah, whatever you want, good. man, you can have it. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so just had to be very comfortable with being uncomfortable and recognizing those aspects of my personality and and just who I am um, and trying to fight back on that a lot, especially, like you said, having to be more of a leadership role now at the church. I've really had to dig into why I may be uncomfortable with that at times and how can I fight back at that. And um, that's been really fruitful is finding those areas that I may lack in in my personality or my life or just things that I'm not great at and trying to see how can I be better about that or how does this work for me? Mm, yeah. How do you do that in a way that is productive rather than um, overwhelming? Mm, I'll let you know. <laughs> it's pretty overwhelming at times. Uh, yeah. uh, like I said, man, failing a lot. Like there's, there's times where I try something and it just doesn't work at all. But being very honest with humans has been good for me. Like, uh, I'll tell a lot of my volunteers and people on the worship team, like, hey, this is new to me. Or if I mess up, just being honest with them and say, hey, I went about this wrong. I did this wrong. Mm. And here's why I did that. And here's where I was coming from. And this is what I'm actually trying to do. And here's how I'm going to try and get better. But just being willing to fail and being honest with myself and doing a lot of self-reflecting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. As a church staff person... Mm -hmm. It can often be hard. You know, we're all professional Christians, right? We get paid to love Jesus. (laughs) Um, It can often be really hard. And this isn't something we've talked about on the podcast a lot, but uh, being on church staff can be very isolating. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Maybe it's just me, but it can be very isolating. It can be difficult to, you know, it's one thing to fail as a leader, right? And to bring your team around and be like, hey, in the context of worship, like I did this and we, maybe we should have done this or whatever, but it's a little different, at least for me, um, when it's like my faith, right? Because people are looking at me and looking to me. And so what are some things that you do to keep yourself grounded and rooted and like following that conviction that God continues to bring in your life to keep growing in your faith when it is very easy for our faith to become just a means to an end. It's like, I'm going to read the Bible because I need to encourage my team or I'm going mm-hmm. to like do this Bible study because I'm doing it with my team as opposed to like, no, I personally need to be healthy and growing or whatever. So what are some of those things for you mm-hmm. to help you personally in your faith that maybe doesn't even spill out into everybody else? Sure. Um, I think you kind of said it, man. It's it's I, We do a lot of church-related stuff and Bible studies and, and whatnot here at the church, but 
I've had to be very intentional about what I do with my time outside of church and how I spend that. So a lot of reading the Bible on my own, a ton of prayer time, a um, ton of quiet time that I spend outside of church. And then also listening to podcasts. Like I've replaced a lot of my music time that I spend in the car with podcasts. Hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's it, it's tricky and I'm still figuring it out. You, you probably would have better advice than no. I would being here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm still figuring it out and I definitely fall short at times, but it's it's been so important to me that Brazos Fellowship is one thing, but my personal relationship with Jesus has got to remain strong, and I just do everything I can in my personal time to make sure that stays true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still figuring it out. Well, to this day. man, from uh, from the other seat, dude, you're killing it because <laughs> you're an incredible leader, and people mm-hmm. love you and trust you and want to follow you because mm-hmm. of your humility, uh, but also just your genuineness. You're mm-hmm. so approachable and relatable and um, yeah, you can be goofy, but also it's very aware that you deeply care. Mm-hmm. And that is very inspiring and people want to quickly uh, follow you. So well, thank you. You're doing a great job with that. Uh, and you also hate it when people brag on you. So <laughs> yeah. you should yeah. see him. He like crawled like back into the couch like, no, <laughs> please quit stiff. talking about me, which is really funny because Emmy does the same thing. And now I'm, I'm seeing it's an Enneagram nine thing. <laughs> Hello, no. Yeah. Yes. I'm totally seeing it. And I, as a three, I'm like, no, please, please like shower me with all of this affirmation. Oh, no. Say good things about me. So, oh man, that's funny. Uh, you mentioned podcasts. What are, what are some podcasts you're listening to right now? Other than of course the story we're sharing podcast. Uh, sure. I, I listen to a, from churches back home in Dallas. I listen to a lot of watermark sermons. Yeah. Um, the porch, whatnot. David Marvin, so let's go. that's really what I'm on right now. Yeah, yep. good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I just saw a video. Oh, David Marvin just put out a uh, a new right now media video Bible study on the Prodigal Son. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So it's like four week study on the Prodigal Son. It's David Marvin from that's the cool. porch. That's awesome. uh, I watched the trailer yesterday. It looked good. Yeah, I'm so. also madly on an Andy Stanley kick right oh, now. Man. He's so good. Like I. My YouTube recommended is just 100% Andy Stanley right now. I, if I need a, a burst of confidence, I'll just throw yeah. a YouTube video yeah. on while I'm driving. And that's yeah. so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Okay, kind of the last question of, of this part of the podcast and mm-hmm. just telling your story. Okay, all of this comes together and so what? What does that mean? You know, all of your experience, the people that have spoken into your life, the lessons that you've learned, the disciplines that you put into practice, like how does all of that inform? And you've talked about this a little bit, but how does all of that inform who you are moving forward and how you interact with the people around you? Sure. Um, it's a big question, but I guess the first thing that comes to mind is um, I've learned the best way to to love Jesus and to share the name of Jesus is to love like Jesus. Um and, and everyone I meet, everyone I encounter, I just try and practice kindness, try and practice good loving of others, try and practice patience, a ton of patience. And um, I found that to be very fruitful these last few years is just to love others really well and hard and, and find ways that you can really show that love of Jesus through how you interact with people, how you behave, whether you're inside a church or outside a church and, and just in everything you do. Um, and I'm finding those little moments like, like I play a lot of music at church, but I also do a lot of a lot of gigs outside of church. That's secular music, and I'll I'll be at bars or I'll be at restaurants or whatever, and just trying to find those little moments where I can share the name of Jesus and that, and people asking like, "Hey, why are you the way you are?" And I'll be like, "It's because of Jesus." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's so good. I love it, dude. I yeah. love it. It's so genuine, and I think that um, 
we would all be better off if we practiced that and not making things about us and not having our own agenda in whatever we're doing mm. and, and just recognizing, man, I have an opportunity to share Christ simply by the way I interact with somebody Absolutely. by choosing to love them. So yeah, cheers. Good stuff, man. What a pleasure. It's, uh, I love it. I, I love this season, but I just love being able to sit here and have these conversations mm. and, and help you, um, tell your story and share a little bit about what God's teaching you. Because I know that in the process that I'm learning and, and being challenged by you and then the people who are listening, I hope that they are also learning and being challenged before we let you go. We have one more thing we want to do with you. You down? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's I like it. how you were like, okay. <laughs> you don't really have an option, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then it was like, absolutely, I'll do this. Uh, they're recording and I can't say no. Um, so we have this little segment we're going to call Sound Off. And okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to play four seconds of the beginning of a song. Okay. Four seconds. Okay. And I need you to tell me after that four seconds is over. The name of the song and the artist. I love this game. Let's yeah. do Yay. it. Yeah, okay. this is right up my alley. Yeah. Kay. Okay. So these are curated for you. Mm-hmm. So we we created some this. Of some, some of them. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we curated this list where we felt like you at least would have a shot. Maybe mm-hmm. they won't be super easy, but we at least feel like you'll have a shot. So, okay. Okay. Here we go. Song one. We're gonna do six songs, and we're gonna see how well you do in six songs. Okay. Awesome. And then afterwards, we'll tell you how well Kayla did. In six songs. No oh, pressure, gosh. though. I have to be Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to wait to tell you how good she did until the end. Okay. So, okay, here we go. Here's the first song. Dear Maria Altamlo. Say that again. Dear Maria Altamlo. He, I, yeah, I knew he did that one. It was too easy. Okay. Well, that's you know, easy. Low-hanging fruit. We try to keep it easy so that you get gain a little confidence and yeah. we move on. So, okay, here's song two. I've never heard that in my life. What? I did that on purpose. Oh. Emmy. I, okay, I picked a couple songs because here's here's what's funny. Justin and Kayla get excited when they know some of like the current hits and like they're keeping up with the yeah. music. So I picked a couple that are like popular. Oh, it's Justin Bieber. There you go. I don't know the song. Right. I just know his You're, voice. It's Intentions, Intentions by yeah. Justin Bieber. Oh. All right. I'll give it. Uh. <laughs> okay. So you're right, one for right. two. Dang it. One for two. Okay. It's okay. Okay, here's song three. Exile, Taylor Swift, and Bon Iver. <laughs> nice. Yep. Bon Iver. Impressed. Bon Iver. <laughs> yeah, there it, there it is. Okay. So you are very quickly two for three. You're like, just boom. I don't need, I could have done like two seconds and you would have yeah. had these. You're just like popping them off. It. Love that song, man. Okay, let's see. Let's see if you get this. Song number four. Uh, watermelon sugar. Hi, Harry Styles. Hey, got it. I'm impressed. I like it because you were like, I, I know I should know this. Okay, I'm gonna say this, but the confidence in your eyes was not there. The only reason I know it is because my fiance loves Harry Styles. Worked out. If I got that wrong, she'd kill me. Yeah. To be fair, like obviously I've heard that song a billion times. Mm -hmm. As I was putting this together, I was like, I did not realize Harry Styles sang that song. He's so talented. He He is very talented. talented. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very talented. Okay, you are three for four. We have two songs left. I believe okay. in you. Thank Finish you. strong. Here we go. Uh, cigarettes by Noah Gunderson. Nice. Thank you for adding that. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't know who was who uh, had a hand in that, but I, uh, I love that song. I had to ask for help. Kayla definitely gave me that suggestion, so I'll give that one. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, don't hate me. No, that's fair. I don't think I've ever heard you Noah Gunderson. If you need a good cry, mm. okay. probably Noah Gunderson. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking like emotional, just yeah. like heart-wrenching stuff. Very okay. singer-songwriter. <laughs> okay. Which I love singer-songwriter. So, Okay, you are four for five. I have to get this. Here we go. It's the last one. Okay. Let's see. Let's see how this goes. Uh, 
That's my song. <laughs> Something Right by Justin Gilbert. I feel like he got really happy. It's <laughs> oh, like, so wait nice. a second. Y'all yeah. ripped that from SoundCloud, didn't y'all? <laughs> it may or may not be an illegal version we, of the song. We, we asked your fiance. <laughs> I also asked her for advice. She was like, oh, he won't expect this at all. I'll get my lawyers on y'all. <laughs> yeah. You do not have legal permission. I apologize. Am I allowed to play this song? Yes, Should I cut this out of the no. podcast? Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, five, five for six. Yeah. So um, Kayla also went five for six. <gasps> yeah. So y'all tied, which is good. It's good. You this know, yeah, fault. You did. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she did. She threw. I, I will say mm. Kayla should have gone six for six. Yeah. Because we didn't throw any songs to intentionally trip her up. Okay. So yeah. you did better. Because so you, you honestly, got one I one of the trip you, up songs was yeah. Watermelon Sugar and you got it right. And you so. got it right. Yeah. Awesome. Great job. I, I could do a whole podcast of that. I love that. Game. That's so, yes. I know. That's so much fun. Things. I think it's fun. <laughs> okay. So shout out to Justin Gilbert on SoundCloud. You're also on Spotify. Yes. I am. Yes. Yeah. yeah. iTunes Music. Everything. Everything. So wherever streaming music is happening, Justin Gilbert is there. What is your favorite song you've ever written? Um, Good question. Probably a song called Sweet Malign, Sweet Malign, that I wrote when I was 18. And everyone loves that song. It's it's my one-hit wonder. Mm, I think it's my, my favorite. Yeah. I think it's my favorite. Yeah. Nice. I love that song. And then lastly, what is your favorite song of all time to perform? Ooh, any song or Any mine? song, yeah. Um... Oh, I hate favorites. Is that a nine thing? <laughs> yeah. No, because I have a hard time doing that too. Yeah. Uh, okay. What is one of your, sure, I'll take sure. the pressure off. One of your favorites. You're like, man, I just really love performing the song. Uh, you know the song Cover Me Up? Oh, yeah. I... It's by Jason Isbell. Morgan Wallen has a version okay. of it that everyone has been listening to, but it's a Jason Isbell song and it's a really cool song. Really cool. I highly recommend it. That's there you good. go. Mm-hmm. Cover Me Up. You have uh, gigs this summer? Uh, I have a few that are all private, nothing okay. public yet with COVID and everything that's kind of ah, slowed down yeah. for a while. Yeah, fair but enough. I figure by the end of this year, it'll be kicking back up. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, look forward to seeing you back on stage here at Brazos Fellowship and then yeah. also on stage around town. Justin, again, thank you so much for being on the Story We're Sharing podcast. Yeah. Thank you all so much. I really, really enjoyed it. it yeah, for sure. Emmy? Yeah. yeah, thanks for hanging out with Justin. It's great. Mm-hmm. Another episode. We did it. Yeah. Working our way, working our way towards uh, the finish line here on season two. I mean, we still have a ways to go. Yeah, we, have, we have a few. Probably, yeah. I don't know, probably halfway, a little over halfway done. Yeah, uh, working our I way through so. the staff. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, and we have some really great guests still to come. Um, a couple of special guests, even. Yeah. Uh, oh, y'all are all special. No, it's just <laughs> the, the whole staff is special, but we have a couple Dang of special it. guests Dang still it. to come. So uh, it's it's going to be a good one to finish out season two of the Story We're Sharing podcast. Amy, thank you again for joining us. Always love it. And for hosting us. <laughs> Anytime. And for being exuberant. <laughs> oh, thank you. There you go. We're done. Let's cut it. And that's the <laughs> okay. end. Okay. Later. Later.